welcome to Because He is Worthy, biblical, practical, spirit-led tips for extravagant worship. Today we're talking about how to take a compliment. We've all been there, that awkward moment when somebody very nice tries to tell you how good you sang or preached, which is fine, but you're a Christian and even more awkward, you're in ministry. How do you respond when you don't want to take glory from God and you don't want false humility? Today, my guest is none other than formal American Idol finalist and now worship leader and vocal coach, AJ Gill. We're going to share real life stories from our own awkward and uncomfortable experiences on this topic of taking a compliment and get into scriptures that use, uh, that's been used to take such a normal thing and make it so uncomfortable for those with a platform or just any Christian to receive a compliment. <laughs> We're also going to share practical tips to make it easier for you to take a compliment. And we've also got a fun game coming up at the end of the sing- at the end of the segment that we're going to play. Is it a Bible verse or a song lyric? So feel free to play along if you're at home or wherever you are. <laughs> Most likely at home, right? <laughs> so welcome to the show, babe. Thank you. I'm a big fan. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining me today. Let's talk about, for a second, you're a very talented human being. I'm very um, very much a fan of yours as well. <laughs> you have an amazing voice. Many people know that about you from your American Idol days, but you're also a producer and a vocal coach and a talented musician, and you're proficient in seven different instruments, guitars, uh, guitar keys, bass, cajon, spoons the kazoo what what are all the instruments that that you play oh man um actually uh pretty much all the ones that you said um i used to play a little bit of trumpet but i haven't done that in a while so Uh. i wouldn't include those in but um yeah it's i don't want to bore you with all of them but yeah i played i dabbled a little bit with different different instruments and use them into my production that's awesome and now you're a pastor's son so you grew up in church. Tell me about a time that you received a compliment and what it was like for you. How did you respond? What did you know what to do? What, what was yeah, that like? Yeah. Um, well, coming from uh, a Hispanic uh, background, um, they're a little different from the American churches. They're a little bit more. Um, they have their eyes on you a lot more. They're a little bit more critical. Um, so. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so when no pressure. It, no pressure. So, you know, when I would when I would go and sing, they would, uh, you know, they would like the way that the songs were being sung. So afterwards, you know, the the older ladies would come to me and be like, "Oh, that was so good!" And I really Pitch didn't. Your cheeks, yeah, really? I didn't. I didn't really know how to how to react. So I'd be like, "Oh, oh glory to God! Oh, glory to God!" So, um, you know, I didn't know how to answer because I'm not good at taking compliments and I don't want to be, I felt, I felt as if I'm exalting myself by saying, thank you. You know, like, I know. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, um, it was really hard for me to say it the right way without offending anybody. Yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. I, I remember this, uh, this one instance, actually you were there um, we were 
we were leading worship someplace. I'm not even going to tell you like who the pastor is or get into too much detail because yeah. it's going to give it away. But we were in a place and, and this pastor comes up to me specifically at the end of it because just the presence of the Lord was there so strong and so beautiful. And I tried to basically explain like, Honestly, the where where the level of presence was, there is no way that I can just say thank you because the presence was so thick that I I I wanted to say, uh, you know, it it could have been anybody up there leading the worship, uh, and uh, you know, it it wasn't necessarily because we were up there leading the mm. worship, mm. because that's how that's how heavy and thick the presence was that. Literally, anybody could have been up there worshiping, but the presence of God wanted to be there and wanted to be there strong. Yeah. I'll tell you. Something about those worships, it's like it really has nothing to do with the worship leader. It's more like once the worship is kind of just disconnected from self, it seems as though God is orchestrating the the worship service, and it's more of like, okay, what what is he doing? That's where your concentration is. Definitely. In in those in those instances, I would say for sure saying just just kind of delving deeper into the fact that something beyond our talent was present in that moment. Um, you know, that that's uh I I think like that that's more appropriate to be like, yeah, let me tell you what I experienced. Mm-hmm. I got touched by the presence of God up there because honestly he showed up and well when I was a kid I was taught that when someone gives you a compliment you just simply say thank you and that's the end of it but when I became a Christian I was told no don't say thank you Mm -hmm. you have to give glory to God and I'm a brand new baby Christian and at the time uh, maybe probably only one book into the Bible um, I I probably only read the, the book of Acts at that time because that was my first book so I didn't know much scripture. And the person who was telling me this, I knew they had been a Christian for a lot longer than I had. So I'm, I was thinking for sure, this is like sage wisdom. Like, oh, you, you mm. know your Bible, you've read it, you know, front and back, yeah. whatever. And so I was like, okay, I, I don't say thank you, but what do I got to say instead? And he said, just say glory to God. And so I put that in my pocket and a little baby Christian Alexis started walking around like, High five. Glory to God. Amen. But I didn't know that at that time, because there was no understanding behind what I was doing, I was just following a tradition of man, which has the appearance of wisdom. But at the end of the day, is that really what the Father wants? To repeat generic Christian phrases uh, so that we can appear humble before man. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. So, I, you know, and I get where the tradition comes from. Uh, we have this cautionary tale of the story of Herod in the book of Acts, chapter 12, verses 21 through 23. It says, so on a set day, Herod, arrayed in his royal apparel, he sat on his throne and gave an oration to them. And the people kept shouting, the voice of a God, not of a man. Then immediately an angel of the Lord struck him because he did not give glory to God and was eaten by worms and died. So... <laughs> So King Herod, he didn't give glory to God for his speech and was struck dead. But listen to the type of compliment that he was given. The The scripture says, 
that, that the people were shouting, the voice of a God, not of a man. First of all, that doesn't sound anything like the types of compliments that we would receive at church. Yeah. The compliments that we receive at church, some were like, hey, you did really good up there, or your voice is really nice. Yeah. <laughs> so we also have another example in, in the book of Acts, uh, verse uh, chapter 14, verses uh, 8 through 14. This is where Paul and Barnabas, they head over to Lystra to preach the gospel. And it says, In Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet, sitting a cripple from his mother's womb, he had, who had never walked, this man heard Paul speaking. Paul, observing him intently and seeing he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand up straight on your feet. And, and he leapt and walked. And now... The people saw what Paul had done, and they raised their voices, saying in their Lyconian language, the gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. And Barnabas they called Zeus, and Paul they called Hermes, but uh, because the chief uh, speaker was Paul, so they thought he was uh, Hermes. Then the priest of Zeus who was at the temple in front of their city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates, intending to sacrifice with the multitudes. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard this, they tore their clothes, ran in among the multitude, crying out, saying, Men, why are you doing these things? We also are men with the same nature as you, and preach to you that you shouldn't turn from these useless things, right? And then in verse 7, um, you know, they're trying to set the people straight, and then it says in 17, Nevertheless, uh, God did not leave himself without witness in that he did good by giving us rain from heaven, fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness, and these things they could, uh, and with these things, even with, the, with saying these things, they could scarcely restrain the multitudes from sacrificing to them. So here's another example of a compliment gone to an extreme of worship of men. Mm -hmm. And this time, unlike Herod, Paul and Barnabas, they tried to set the people of Lystra straight. But they were just not having it, and Paul got stoned to death. Well, the verse actually says that he was dragged out of the city because they assumed that he was dead. But the point is, there is a clear difference between glorifying man when God is deserving the glory mm -hmm. And a regular compliment of, hey, good job up there, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, I think what people, um, what people like, for me, I was worried that um, that they were, you know, like, lifting me up. And, like, you know, I, I wanted to honor God, but my zeal for him was so religious that any type of compliment I felt that I was, like, they were, like, you know, idolizing me, and I just wanted to give it back to God, and it's like, you know, like the example I was giving you earlier, when when your parents teach you how to, for example, play the piano, they instruct you, they teach you the proper way of playing, they teach you how to develop your gift, they teach you how to become a, a, a well-rounded musician, and then once you are developed, you go and you, you know, you, you display your gift, that God gave you, but you developed, and then you display it, and when people are complimenting you, they're complimenting the gift that you stewarded. Yes, it, you're 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 getting a compliment, but it, it you don't have to you don't have to say yeah, 
I'll go right to my parents. You know, like receive it. Yeah, humbly receive it, but don't don't get religious on people. <laughs> you know? Right. That's exactly right. I agree. We don't need to take it to the religious extreme of false humility, right. saying something like, Oh, I'm just a dirty rag. It was yeah. all God. Because honestly, um, if I can get real, if it was really all God, it would be perfect and supernatural right. and heavenly, in yeah. fact. But I'm just saying it was only good yeah. or, or like good job. Yeah, like good job. Like, <laughs> I, oh, glory to God, okay, it wasn't that great. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think it was all of that. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think for us to respond with a thank you should be enough. Yeah. But on the other hand, if anybody tries to puff you up, like, you're the greatest of all time. Yeah. You're the best in the world. As a matter of fact, you're at level God. Whoa. Yeah, Whoa, exactly. That, that's a clear spirit of idolatry there. Yeah, yeah. For sure, you need to set them straight. Right. And it's, it's, it's okay to, <laughs> you know, to receive a compliment that um, other people acknowledge that you spent the time, yeah. you know, polishing the gift that God has given you. You know, it's, it's, it's not something to, to steer away from. It's not something to be, you know, ashamed of that you, mm-hmm. you've done well. Um, if anything, you are honoring God with what you yes. have been given. Um, obviously, it's a heart thing too. You know, you you have to you have to balance what's in your heart because if you're just using that false humility, and then you're like, "Glory to God," but in your heart, you're like, "Yeah, I was really good. Yeah, I was I was actually really good." And, and that yes. that one time I did the ah, you know. <laughs> That's that's a that's a hard check right there, and so um, yeah, you just have to you just have to do a hard check on yourself before you you go ahead and, and serve the the body of Christ because once you're up on on that platform and on that stage, you have mm. to you can't go up there with with a preconceived notion of okay, I'm gonna try to do the best so that I can impress people because your worship is gonna smell like putrid waste to god um mm, so it's it's mm. good to go in there beforehand okay. with uh with uh yeah. um a heart check and uh that way god god can really move because you know god god can do amazing amazing worship sets for people that don't necessarily have a good voice yeah. but when they go up there with the an open heart you know to to let god search them out and remove things and then you go up there with the heart of worship god can god can show up supernaturally there's been times when you know the 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 worship i'm not saying me i'm just saying other worship leaders that i've that i've attended their their uh, worship sets sometimes i i notice that they're like completely abandoned of self mm-hmm. and the worship you can just feel this this text I, I don't know if it's, it's like a tangible tangible thing that you can't really describe but like i've i've smelled smells that no one can smell and that's like my spiritual gift right like some uh, like i'll be in the middle of the worship mm-hmm. and next thing you know like i smell a woof of of uh, 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 cinnamon and then i look at my wife and i'm like did you did you smell that <laughs> and she'll be like mm, what I'm like, yeah, boo. I'm I'm chewing gum. Yeah, <laughs> so you know, and I and I'll smell a strong a strong smell of, of cinnamon. That's because you know everyone on everyone is abandoned of self, and they're they're allowing the Holy Spirit to just Amen. do what He wants to do, and um, 
you know, it's when you get that compliment, that compliment has to has to be without religion. Yeah. Yeah, I I often talk about uh, worship being complete devotion of your heart and mind and being to God. And that means it's not limited to just one moment on a platform. And I also talk about heart, uh, the heart posture of a child of God. And by heart posture, I just simply mean the particular way of dealing with or considering situations or events in light of who your Heavenly Father is. And if you know your Heavenly Father, when you exalt Him with your skills, your talents, your attitude is about what talents God has placed in you. Is Well, it's not about what talents God has placed in you, but rather making the best use of your talents to honor Him. I see this in other types of talents too, like carpenters or chefs, these non-platform skills where there's this fear of saying the wrong thing, it doesn't seem to have a hold on that person with a non-platform gift like it does on a, on a platform gift. But across the board, the children of God seek to worship God in spirit and in truth, as the Bible says. And God is looking for those types of worshipers who worship in spirit and truth. As a matter of fact, those who walk in the spirit don't even need to worry about stealing God's worship because when you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill fleshly desires like mm-hmm. exalting yourself because you won't even have those types of desires. And when your lifestyle is about obedience through love and not obligation or following traditions, you you won't be in danger of stealing honor from the one you love. You mm-hmm. want to give more than receive than more than you receive when it comes from love. Yeah. Can I tell a, uh, a quick story sure, uh, yeah. about one time um, we were attending a church. We, we've never been to this church. We were just, we, we had done a church tour, my wife and I, when we first started our ministry. Um, and we were in Northern California. And, um, you know, we, we had stopped to visit a church that my father. Um, oh, don't say where. Don't, no, no, don't no. get I'm not gonna say. I'm not going to say names. But, um, <laughs> no, you know, not we, names, not even details. Yeah, don't no, even say where I it mean, is. Every church we visited was because of the relationships my father built. So, um, yeah, so we were visiting this church, and uh, our friend said, you know what, you guys are going to be here for a couple extra days. Do you want to come with us to this other church? Um, And we said, sure, yeah, let's go. So, and, uh, you know, we went to the church, and as soon as I walk into the church, I thought the the sewer pipes busted. It, It just smelled so bad I had to I had to step back out and just take a deep breath and walk back in um I looked at my wife I said man what happened here it smells so bad she she looked at me she was like I have no idea what you're talking about what do you smell like it smells like sewer she was like spiritual gift (laughs) so um you know I was trying to figure out why why nobody else was smelling it but and you know what here's here's another thing that's that's worth mentioning yeah I have a better sense of smell than you Right. In, yeah. in in the natural yeah. I, I smell things. I'm always like, Oh, do you smell that? Or or hey, smell my cooking or yeah. I'm I'm always about, you know, like I can I can smell more than I'm not always about it. I'm right. just saying like I have a natural sense yeah. of smell that's better than yours. Right, right. But this so time this is your spiritual Yeah, so this time it was yeah. just so potent that I just I just kept telling myself like, Man, this is 
poor congregation. I, they have to suffer through this. So, you know, long story short, we're, um, I came to find out why it smelled. Um, the people that we were visiting. Why had, it spiritually smelled. It spiritually smelled. They, they, had, they had this spirit about them that they had no love. They didn't even know us, and they were already, you know, like judging, judging us. 21 questions, you know, are you sure you're a Christian? Mm-hmm. Are you sure you're a Christian? I yeah. was like, okay. Yes, I'm a Christian. Um, you know, well, they were saying that to my wife, but, um, you know, they, they, weren't, they weren't friendly with us. They were just very standoffish. But the one thing I noticed in their worship was their singers and their, and their um, musicians were top-notch. Top-notch. They were very good in, in, their, in their acrobatics. They were very good with their voice. They know how to control their voices. They knew how to do the, the right uh, melodies, the right, you know, arrangements. But they had no love. They were so judgmental. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't want to say anything. I just, you know, was trying to be nice. I'm the, I'm the type of guy that I'm, I'm nice to people. Even when they're rude to me, I'm like, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Maybe you had a bad day, whatever. I was trying to be nice, and I try to shake the pastor's hand just to say, you know, it was a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for having us here. Um, and he just looked at my hand. He was like, I'm, I'm sorry. What did I do for you? <laughs> you know? You have, to, you have to explain for those with audio only. Yeah, he gave, me, he gave me the stink eye. He gave me the stink eye, and I, I just, you know, I, I felt bad because I don't know how to react to that. I'm a nice guy, you know. I'm, I'm, if if I could, if I could avoid a, a confrontation with someone, I will go to the extreme to avoid it all. Um, I don't okay, like, I don't like making friends. Yeah, us are the peacemakers. Yeah, and you know, I, I just, I've always been that way. I've always been the type of guy that's very chill. I'm, I, I like, I like making friends with everyone. I love. You know, I love I love people to to feel comfortable with me, um, but this time it was just straight up I don't like you type of thing. Um, so that's I smelled it before I even met them, and no one else could smell it. So you know, and I smelt it in their worship as they were singing. It was just like waves of of like sewer, <laughs> you know. And it was so bad. I just, it, but it just lets you know that. What I smelled was what God was smelling. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, they were talented. But it was where their heart was that I was smelling. So, yeah. Well, thanks thanks for sharing that story. Yeah. So let's 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 uh break it down here. What you do in the name of the Father will glorify and honor him. If you're doing it obviously with sincere, pure intentions, and uh, in in Second Corinthians uh, chapter five, verse fourteen, Paul says, "We are not commending that that word means to formally praise." It says, "We're not commending ourselves to you again, but giving you cause to boast about us, so that you may be able to answer those who boast." outward uh, who boast about outward appearance and not about what is in the heart so those words commend and boast they're they're about praise 
So for these people who are sharing the gospel and reconciling lost sheep to the father's flock, the works that they do are worthy of a good job out there type of compliment. And while we're not to be worshipped and only God is worthy of worship, it's it's okay to accept the compliment so long as no one is trying to bow down and worship you and start a cult or a club in your honor because they think that you're just too great and you're at God level. And so yeah, basically taking a compliment, it doesn't have to be awkward. It can be a sincere thank you without the fear of taking glory from God. And scripture shows us that, that it's okay. There are certain things that you can boast about your natural things that you're doing in honor of the Father. Yeah, you can still be human and answer as a human. <laughs> All right, let's play a little game, okay? So okay. is this a scripture or a song lyric? Those of you at home, you guys can play along. Now, I'm, I'm going to break it up into, into part, part one and part two. So okay. part one, is we're going to start off with one point. So the first the first couple questions it's gonna be, um, it's gonna be. Darn it! I think you saw that answer. No, I'm not looking at it. Okay. I'm looking at you. All right. So um, the first the first couple answers they're gonna be worth one point. Okay? okay. And then once we get, once we get to the next part, round two, uh, round two is gonna be worth double points. Okay. Okay. So this first round. It's either going to be a scripture or a song lyric, okay? okay. Let me get my key. Question, question. I have my key in here, my okay. answer key. Just a question. Sure. Um, are the points redeemable for anything? <laughs> Bragging rights. <laughs> All right, so here we go. It's going to start off pretty easy, but then it's going to get super hard. Here it goes. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. That's a club song. Um, for kids. That's a song for kids. Right. You're right. That's a song lyric. Good job. I grew up with that song. Why? One point. One point. All right. So, next one. Okay. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Is that a song lyric or a scripture? I'm trying to listen to the cadence of that. Say it again. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. That would, the way that that sounded, sounds like it would be a fast song. Serve the Lord with fear and with heart of a trembling. Scripture. It is a scripture. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody would make a song that fast. Okay. It's a good lyric, though. I call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. Save my enemies. That's a scripture. That's a scripture. Yeah. You're right. Ding, ding, ding. All right. So far, we got the clean sweep. You think mm. you, you think you can go for the clean sweep? You think you can get them all? I hope so. All right. I hope so. So this is the last one that's worth one point only. So it says, worthy is the lamb who was slain. Holy, holy is he. Mm. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. Holy, holy is he. Worthy is the lamb. Worthy is the lamb who was slain. Worthy is the lamb who was slain. 
Yep, you're right. It's a song lyric. You see my strategy? <laughs> I break down the, the words in a cadence with rhythm. If it doesn't have a rhythm, it's not a song. <laughs> All right. We'll see how good you do on this next one because this next round, mm. round two, is worth two points. Okay? Okay. So, here it goes. It can, it can either be a scripture mm-hmm. or a song lyric. Or it can be both. It's going to be worth two points. It's both. No, not oh, if, if, if I answer correctly. If you, if you answer okay. correctly. Yeah, round okay. two. Here we go. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Song. <laughs> song lyric only? I mean, both. Song and ah, I shouldn't have given it scripture. to you. <laughs> yeah, because it's, yeah. it's a scripture, but I've, I've heard that song. Okay. Yeah. Yes, it's, you're right. It's Thy Word by Amy Grant. Yeah. Okay, so... That's another two points for you. Man. So a total of six points so far. Woo. I'm going to stack them you up bet, and You better get them all right. Yeah, you better get them all right. You, all got, right. you got the clean sweep <clears throat> going here. Yeah. All right. Next is, your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Song lyric, scripture, or both? Your promise still stands. Great is your Ooh, I am sorry, Mr. AJ the Gill. It is a song lyric only. That is Do It Again by Elevation Worship. Do it again. (laughs) All right. right, Here we go. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. I know that's a scripture, but... He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our faith was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. <laughs> we will be healed. Right? So, so lyric yes. and... Okay. Good job. Man. You're right. That's uh, um, Isaiah 53, verse... Yeah. Uh, verse 5, and then it's also Be Healed by Canton Jones. Canton so Jones, yeah. That's a double whammy. Good job. Mm. All right, here goes the last one. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners. Oh, man. Can this be a double? Uh, You're right. Of what this I missed is, before? This is This is either a scripture, a song lyric, or both. Can you can you make this a four pointer for the one that I missed? I have all I have all no. my spiritual chips on the table right now. <laughs> no. Say it again. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners. I'm going to go with my gut. Song and scripture. You're saying it's both? Ah! <laughs> I should have just not gotten with my gut. <laughs> that is scripture only. That is Psalm 1-1. Mm. 
actually you out there, if you happen to know a song that <laughs> that has that verse, Psalm 1-1, um, go ahead and, and correct me so that he can get the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or if you want to uh, write a song with that. <laughs> so that you can get so, credit. <laughs> so that I can get future credit. I wouldn't be mad. No, no. It's got to be past tense. Mm. <laughs> it's got to be already written. Okay. Babe, I'm, babe, I'm, I mean, technically. I'm in God time. Okay. He's okay. In, he's in eternity. Here, here's so. the thing. Here's the thing. It's a psalm by David. So technically it is a it's song. a song. It is a song. But it's not a contemporary song. It's like, you but know, it's a song. you know, that's not the game. But it's a song. You know, that's not the game. Yeah. All right. So anyways. Okay. Thank you all who joined us today. It's been my absolute pleasure to talk about taking a compliment without false humility. If this has blessed you, please join us next week. Share this with your friends and loved ones and subscribe. If you'd like to donate, you can donate. Where where can you donate? Our Facebook or Instagram, uh, Gil Music Ministry. And that's G-I-L Music Ministry. 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 Not with the S. So, yeah, so, and uh, she's also going to be putting the description of um, help down in the description of this podcast and video. So, yes, thank you for having me. It was fun. Yeah, thanks so much for joining me. And if you can't donate, uh, please, please do share because it's so helpful. So, uh, if you if you donate a dollar or you don't have a dollar to donate, sharing, believe it or not, is, is very, it's equally helpful. It helps to spread the word about who we are, what we're doing, what we're about, and and uh, in spreading the message of, of true worship, worshiping in spirit and truth, you know, all, all, all of that uh, Gill Music Ministry is, is about at, at the core. Now, next week... Uh, we're gonna be getting, we're gonna start getting into some real deep stuff. Well, well, I'll be getting into some really deep stuff. Uh, let's see, we're gonna talk about the difference between praise and worship, and if we have time, we'll start on the topic of how to worship in spirit and in truth according to the Bible. See, we're getting real deep now, right? <laughs> oh, Nelly. All right. Thanks again so much for joining us. We will see you next week.